Hey guys, you're listening to a new edition of Happy Hour with Friends, a podcast about friends, old and new, catching up over a couple of drinks, discussing issues that sometimes require a bit of liquid courage, but topics that ultimately matter and resonate on a personal level. I'm your host, Richard Hackman, but you can call me Rich for short. Let's start the show. And that's what I was looking for, Rich, um, was what kind of bar are you taking your baby to? Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I don't understand when people take their babies to uh, loud college bars or oh dive gosh. bars. And the child is like... I've never seen old. this before. Yeah, I, I, I see it all the time. Maybe it's the kind of bars I go to. I don't know. But it's just like... It, it just... You know what? It looks ratchet to me. I think it's, it's not... You don't, you don't take your kid to like... Like a Buffalo Wild Wings style sports bar where people are taking shots and <laughs> screaming mean, at the TV. It's just, a, it's just weird to me. If so. it's popping, I mean. Heads up, guys. This episode may contain some pretty strong language, so you may want to pop in your headphones if you're at work or if you have kids around. Enjoy the show. So I met up with my good friend. It's uh, Amon Garwal. Garwal. Yeah. Clearly, I wasn't any good at pronouncing his last name, and it wouldn't be so bad if I hadn't known him going on 10 years. Yeah. I've been pronouncing it wrong all these years. What have you been saying? Grewal. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what everyone says. They also say Grunwald now with the movie coming out, Grindelwald. Like, <laughs> um, it gets it gets Gruel. I've been called Gruel before. Um, it's just the way I guess it's spelled. Yeah, it's it's like it should sound like a Grewal, but it's pronounced uh, it's pronounced Garewal. Yeah. Wow. Aman and I met when I moved to Union City, California, back in 2000 for high school. We were both on the speech and debate team. So basically, we know how to talk about everything and anything. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I want to jump ahead. Is there is there a game script I should be? Like, uh, no, this is me just really throwing you off tangent and going from one topic to the next. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Um, well, how about let me throw you off? What are your thoughts about babies in bars? I have a lot to say about it. Babies in bars. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys. I want to take a minute right here to apologize in advance to any parents who might be listening. We are two single guys. Well, I'm single. Amon has a girlfriend. Sorry, ladies. But neither of us has kids. We apologize if whatever comes next mm, comes off as a bit insensitive. But, you know, just uh, go with it. Well, let me let me preface. That, that might be a good tangent, but let me preface to say uh, we are sitting at the bar at a nice little spot called The Immigrant in the Lower East Side. Yes. Mm. What do you think? Unbelievable. Yes, indeed. Babies in bars. You know, my thing is, parents got to get a drink every once in a while. Yes, please. Okay. Maybe you can't find a sitter. Maybe you don't have somebody right. to take care of your kid. Right. You know, or who knows? Maybe bar that you really like or that you, you know, you frequented before you had the baby is in close proximity. Woo-hoo! 
Well, you're a regular, but how can you just stop doing that? You need to grow up. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there are considerations for it, but um, I guess it also depends on the kind of bar, right? Totally. I think it all comes down to kinds of bar, and, and that's what I was looking for, Rich, um, was what kind of bar are you taking your baby to? Um, <laughs> there, are, there are bars where maybe it's like a brewery or it's maybe a place like this where there's a little bit of space, it's right. quiet, it's okay, you know? But I, I, I don't understand when people take their babies to uh, loud college bars or oh dive bars. And the child is like... I've never seen old. this before. Yeah, I, I, I see it all the time. Maybe it's the kind of bars I go to. I don't know. But it's just like... It just... You know what? It looks ratchet to me. I think it's, it's not... You don't, you don't take your kid to like like a Buffalo Wild Wings style sports bar where people are taking shots and <laughs> screaming mean. at the TV. It's just, a, it's just weird to me. So. If it's popping, I mean... <laughs> wow. Wow. To each their own. I mean, as long as the baby's okay and the baby's not getting drunk, it's fine. I, I mean, guess, you know, put some headphones or noise cancellation, something on their ears, and I guess... They got delicate ears, um, babies do. Yeah. Um, Wait, okay, I... I, I, I <laughs> How did you even think about that? Like, did, did, have you seen this recently or? Okay, yeah. So, I mean, over, over the years, over the years uh, of me going to bars, I've noticed whenever somebody comes in with their with their child, and usually like a baby or a toddler of some type, and I'm like, how are you right now coming into this bar where everyone's getting turned up, getting drunk, and you're just going <laughs> to casually walk in with your baby and be like, yeah, I'll have a Jameson. We need to have a serious talk. We'll talk about it soon, okay? I promise, all right? You know, um, old habits die hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and I understand that there's a couple behind us with a baby, but I think, again, I think this is the right kind of bar. You can bring a baby, too, but you just don't bring... You don't you don't take a baby to you know three sheets saloon in Greenwich Village in the, in the middle of like the NCAA tournament and it's like wall to wall stickiness and that's the loveliest thing I've ever heard. Wow! And you got your baby in there. Yikes! That is ratchet. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just concerned about the babies out there that are at bars. That's all. I just want to see if anyone else has been thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you threw me off on that one. I'm not gonna lie. Cool. Um, <laughs> But, uh, okay, so here we are at The Immigrant, and you told me a fun little fact about this place. What was that? Um, okay, so I was walking past this place once with my girlfriend, and I said, oh, hey, that looks like a really interesting bar. I'd love to go check it out. And she was like, yeah, I've gone on a couple of dates there with some guy who lives above the above the bar. And, and then it's kind of lost. It's it's mystery to me. It's luster, you know? Oh, like, yeah, like, I was just like, yeah, it's to whatever, you know? <laughs> but um, wait, that was you or her? No, that was me. That was me who felt that way. I was like, eh. yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I've actually always wanted to come here, and I just thought that was a funny connection. Yeah. Um, and 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 when you recommended it, I was it was crazy because it's latently been this place in the back of my head. I've always wanted to check out, so finally getting a chance to do that today. Very nice. So, um, you know what we have to do, though, right? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we have to knock on the door and see if the dude's upstairs. <laughs> no, I don't think we need to do that. Um, I, frankly, I don't even know who he is or, or where he's at um, right now. I'm sure now. we can find out. How it, partner? Yeah, let's see maybe a couple more drinks. <laughs> I don't... I don't <laughs> I mean, that was the that was the natural progression of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to see how it went. Like, what didn't work out? You yeah, know? right. Like, like, um, this is a stick up. Was it? Was it the smoke? I, never mind. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> 
God. But it's it's beautiful, guys. Yeah, no, there, I mean, check it out. Yeah. this is one of my favorite spots. A friend of mine introduced me to it, and I don't come back too often because I want it to kind of maintain that sort of special place in my heart. So I come back every once in a while. I introduce a new friend to the space, nice. and they love it. Two sides to it. They serve both beer and wine on both sides, but I think in most people's minds, they think on the left side is the beer bar, and then on the right side is the wine well, bar. Well, that's, that's what the sign is looks like outside, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, but they serve both on either side, okay. I think. So. Okay. Um, speaking of which, um, you're you're more of a beer guy, right, than like a hard liquor kind of guy? Um, I'm, no, I'm, well, okay, so I'm an alcohol guy. Um, <laughs> yes, indeed. But I, I do I do like uh, enjoying a good craft beer. I, I, I'm slowly becoming more of a beer snob. Okay. Um, I'm not really messing around drinking the Heinekens or anything like that anymore. To, <laughs> you know, maybe Corona on a beach. On a beach. <laughs> on a beach. But <laughs> when you have to. Otherwise, I like to have those double hoppy, triple hoppy uh, IPA, you know, West Coast IPA, triple double hoppy. Hop, IPA, blah, 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 whatever fun right. names they come up with. So mm-hmm. I'm always trying to find the hoppiest, uh, most disgusting beer to drink oh, <laughs> and slowly yeah. sip on it. Not a fan. Not a fan. I mean, I'll try anything at least once, but a lot of the IPA stuff just does not sit well with me every time I try it. So you're going to have to introduce me to one that you think I'll, I'll like. What What do you think it is? Is it just, is it, is it the taste? Is it how strong they are? You know, <sighs> Yeah, maybe it is just that. It's almost like an, a bitter effervescence, if, if I'm getting that word mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. It's a little too tangy for my taste. If there was anything like a more subdued, like subtle hoppiness, then that I might be really interested in trying. Yeah, I think, I think you would get that more from like a pale ale or right, something. Like right. it'd be hoppy, but it wouldn't go to the next level of an IPA. Right. But by the way, do you know... Uh, where the term IPA comes from? I do not. I just think it's some fancy name people no, throw this, out there. This so. could be the fun fact. All right, the, let's do okay. this. Okay, cool. So um, during the colonial period, the British used to uh, send their ale okay. from England, and they'd ship it to India, and then when it'd get there, it just didn't taste quite as good. It was, it'd be flat, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so they w- they began to brew the beer with extra hops. Okay. So it would last, last a trip longer. to India. Oh. And it, it would still have some of its uh, taste. So okay. that's that's where the terminology uh, uh, Indian Pale Ale or IPA comes from. Okay. Cool. And that ends the segment. <laughs> okay. So Aman does a pretty good job of explaining this. But just to fact check and out of curiosity, I later turned to the interwebs in search of the answers. Here's what I found. Hey, this is Ryan from Beer by the Numbers, and today we're diving into the true history and evolution of the IPA. It's certainly true that British exporters were experiencing problems with beer making the journey to India. Much of the beer that arrived in India was not fit to drink, and there were many accounts of beer being dumped into the sea. There was just no way to prevent the hardships a cask would experience while at sea. Now, through decades of trial and error, a few breweries finally found a way to mitigate some spoilage and add a lot of bacteria-killing hops. This was certainly no guarantee, but it did make beer more likely to survive the journey. So much so, that by 1760, all brewers were being advised that a large helping of hops was an absolute necessity. Well, no, that's really cool and interesting. And a fun fact, so your family is from India. They are. They are, yeah. Okay. Would you consider yourself Indian? You know, India is made up of a lot of different 
um, ethnicities and religions and, and people to speak different dialects and, and all of that. And so I really kind of associate or identify more with uh, being Punjabi. Okay. Uh, than just being like Indian. In, India is interesting because India only exists because uh, I feel I'm going to be getting into some hairy territory now, but like. Get just, into it. No, Get no, into no. It. Just, Come just, on. Just basically like, you know, before the British came, India was a bunch of like princely states. They were all kind of their own little nation, own little country. Sure. Kingdoms, you know. And, and when the British came, obviously they put everyone under their, their boot and they colonized that entire subcontinent. Um, but for for India to work as a country in the future and gain independence, the, the, it had to be a, a unified nation okay. instead of separate kingdoms mm-hmm. as, as it was before. So they achieved that unity in, in the pursuit of gaining independence from the British, but it still didn't take away how really different parts of India are from one another. And, and, and we see that here in the U.S. too, where like obviously the South is very different from the Atlantic Northeast or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But um, in India, it's like, it's not just they're different geographically, but they're also different like in terms of the languages they speak, the type of Hinduism they may practice. Also, India is home to the largest population of Muslims in the world behind Indonesia. Mm. And it's and it's not even a Muslim-majority country, but the second most wow. number of Muslims actually live in India. That's a fun fact. That is another fun fact for you. So, uh, I don't know if <laughs> some of these random India fun facts. I also know about tigers. Um, <laughs> no two tiger stripes are the same. Um <laughs> Oh my god! I actually didn't know that, but that's <laughs> actually I don't know if that one's true or not. I mean, I can see that. It's kind of like fingerprints, right? Or, yeah, or zebras or something, yeah. or the same leopards. I don't know. Spot, right. You know, not everyone has the same spots, but um, <laughs> yeah, but India. <laughs> it, sorry, yeah, India. So uh, India is still it's, yeah, it's it's cobbled together many different you know countries and nations and heritages and traditions kind of cobbled together into one one country trying to trying to make this uh, make it work. Yeah, and there's obviously a lot of challenges there, just in terms of they also have sort of like a an alt-right presence in India oh, which is really? which is like Hindu extremism oh. and which does a lot to suppress and and also be, become very violent towards religious minorities in the country Muslims oh, Christians Sikhs um, so there's actually uh, a little bit of that going on too and I feel like we're you're, you're seeing that <laughs> now. Now I feel like you're seeing that uh, kind of around the world sort of this populist movement going on yeah, you know yeah. um with the election or the presidential election that's coming up in Brazil, this general dude who was like, he's a fan of the former dictatorship, uh, okay. you know, and all of that, and you kind of see what's going on in Europe, um, in, in some of the countries. Like, I was reading something about Mussolini's granddaughter is, uh, she's like a, a parliament member, member or congress member, whatever, legislative member in Italy. Okay. And like, she's trying to pass legislation that would forbid people from... Um, slandering her grandfather oh my god are you serious yeah yeah and she's lining herself up with the with the party there that is that would be the the same as sort of wow not even i mean i don't even know what the republicans are anymore but like a very alt-right sort of um populist movement within italy as well because all these countries now are experiencing waves and waves of immigration sure sort of folks that have been there for generations don't know how to react and so these are this is this is one way of doing it. It's kind of drawing the line. We want Italy for Italy's Italians, or we want America for, you know, wow. what does that all mean in the end? You know, what is a real American? It's so ridiculous. 
compared to uh, compared to someone who maybe immigrated here or second yeah. generation or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So you you relate more to like being an American. You were born here. You were yeah. raised here. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm sure your parents, being first generation, yeah, they still hold on to their values and their traditions. Um, or don't they? I mean, and do they try to impart that on you and try and get you to understand the significance of it? Yeah, no, I think they do. And I think growing up, like, I was, you know, I was taught a lot about the Sikh faith and kind of my heritage and where it comes from. And, for example, like, um, if you don't know much about Sikhs, like, typically... Um, especially like an orthodox Sikh or rather religious Sikh who's observing their faith, won't cut their hair, they'll wear a turban, they'll have a beard. So that right. was something where like I knew like I was American, right? right? I was I was born here in this country, but I knew that we we didn't fit the bill in terms of what I saw on TV or in the movies, right? Like what that kind of America looks like. Okay. Um, so that was that was something I think that was trying to you know the balancing act of understanding our culture, our heritage, my religion, my faith, where my family comes from, but also like just eating McDonald's and Taco Bell and like <laughs> watching, you know, step by step or whatever. Uh, fam- wow. Family matters. Co- wow. You I was going to say Cosby your- show. Well, I just, I did say Cosby <laughs> show, but you know, um, but just you know, like I was, I very, I very much was like, you know, grew up, yeah. Watching sports and football and baseball and right. basketball and doing all that kind of stuff. So I, I, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel more American. I feel like as my parents got older, um, they try to hold on more to their 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 heritage. Like so, mm. I remember one of the big things that happened in the mid two thousands in our household yeah. was when they subscribed to all these Indian uh, television networks. Oh my goodness! That okay. they can now get on expanded cable packages, right? Yeah. And so for the first time, like. It would be like the only thing that was on TV, right? Like would wow. just be like, particularly my grandmother was becoming less American. Okay, <laughs> like her English was kind of eroding. She wasn't watching the same um, American television program she used to. Okay. She's totally like abandoned them to watch something in Hindi instead. Interesting. Um, and I, I just thought that was weird to see that. Recently, my mom. Um, she discovered Netflix okay. on our, on our <laughs> and now she's starting to watch like documentaries and all these different <laughs> series. She's like, wow, I didn't know there's like so much content. Out there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's a lot out there. So they're kind of branching out a little bit more now, but um, they probably want me to be the good Indian son every, or daughter or whatever, like every, every parent would want for their kid. But, uh, you know, I've obviously grown up here and, and been uh, exposed to a different culture and, and made some different choices in my life. That they may not agree with, but here we are now. Not can't really go backwards. Yeah, you know, already inhaled. You know, so like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, a couple of things that you were saying were really sparking some interesting thoughts for me. So you know, usually when people feel like their identity or their sense of self and culture and heritage are being attacked or not being as uh, widely validated, they become more entrenched in it, right? Or they, they they want to exude it and exemplify it even more. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, when you talk about, like, current events now with, you know, Black Lives Matter and all these kinds of things, you know, for me, the sense of race and 
you know, being a part of that almost endangered species, it makes me go, wow, I need to really dig deeper into my blackness and reaffirm it and, you know, portray to the world that, no, this is black is beautiful, black is strong. But not only that, like just being from Ghana and having that added element of blackness to it and trying to show that, you know, with... With all this talk about, like, terrorists all around the world and now, like, especially in Nigeria because there's a huge uh, Islamic population, you know, that's getting a negative connotation and I want to show the world, no, I'm an African, uh, I am not like that and so you need to recognize my identity and my heritage and that we are good, great people. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like people do sort of dig in deeper a little bit and I don't know that that's necessarily what happened with your family or your parents or whatnot. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where it's like you're in a foreign land and it's like you're, you look around and you don't see what you know or what you grew up knowing. And so you need to bring that back, reintroduce it. Otherwise, you feel like you might lose it, right? Well, yeah, like them subscribing to all the Indian television networks, I think it had a lot to do with them. Um, well, A, it was just like, let's get some content and programming. Maybe we can watch a Bollywood movie. Maybe right. we'll learn... We'll, Maybe we'll learn about a new Indian drama serial or something. You know, okay. I think that's kind of where it started. Just like, yeah. hey, let's just have a few more options. But I, I think the reason why it took over all of their viewership was because there was a level of comfort in it. Yeah, and they, 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 they were seeing people on the television that looked like them, that that came from a similar culture, the same culture as them, and right. and, and it was just easier. Right, and you know, like then watching some scandalous. Scandal on ABC <laughs> <laughs> with that the great, so good. with great Kerry Washington. No, I just think they were really comfortable with it, and like just again, people speaking in a language they're familiar with, faces they're familiar with, a culture they're familiar with. It kind of, kind of took things over in my household for a yeah. while. Um, but I'm glad they're weaning themselves off because it's also not the best television. Like, yeah. Okay. It, yeah, it's really trashy um, in a different kind of way. Like. It's very the the themes of the, these shows are all based on things like superstition and mm, yeah you know like patriarchy and okay. repressed wives and daughters and you know protective husbands jealous you know and it, like they don't need to be watching that garbage right, either right. even if it is in Hindi and the guy looks like you or some shit like you know right it's still crap. Um, I did a little stalking. You shared a post about millennials. It was a, an article, essentially, I guess a guy talking about how he technically fits into the millennial, you know, frame. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't identify with it for okay. various reasons. Okay. Right? The general notion that millennials are lazy. So, I mean, what's your take on that? So, first of all, I find myself as... Okay, first of all, millennial, I think, is getting overused. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of like, it has no... It lacks a lot of meaning now. It's yeah. lost its punch. But, but secondly... I see myself as an elder millennial. I'm on the I'm on the older side of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, because millennials also are like people who are 23, 24, 25 right. years old, and they're that's like way younger than me at this point. That's someone that's almost 10 years younger than me. We're looking at the world in different ways. Yeah. Like I I can't I can't stay up as late as them. I can't drink like they can. <laughs> My hangovers take days. Not 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 just an egg sandwich to to recover from right um, i think within the millennial class there needs to be another 
another another division. Okay. Which is the elder millennial <laughs> and, the, and the younger millennial, okay. and then you have your Generation Z. Okay. Which is they grew up with iPhones. Right. They grew up with tablets. Right. They don't know a world without them. Right. Um, and they're just gonna they're gonna take over the world. I mean, I, I think what's funny about it is like one day, the millennials are gonna be like old and complaining about the Gen Zers, and they're gonna have to find ways to work with them the right. way like previous generations are trying to have to find to work with millennials today. Right. Yeah. The older crowd always thinks the newer generation's ruining it. They're lazier. <laughs> right. They're they're doing they're, they're messing up the world in some way. You know, I think now it's just accentuated because we have this term for for a whole generation called millennial because of Right. But like if it was just if, if we didn't if we didn't turn to a new millennia that like would it be as important or would it people right. just be ragging on the new generation? <laughs> That's it. I actually noticed your birthday's like in a week, right? Yeah, it's in about a uh, yeah, about a week. Yeah, yeah, next Saturday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is actually. Yeah, right. I it's <laughs> Did coming you forget? up. Forget. <laughs> uh, I, I know it's out there. I know it's, I know it's floating out there on the calendar. I, I didn't realize. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. It's about a about a week away. Yep. Yeah. How old are you turning? Uh, I'm gonna be 32. 32. Yeah, I'm gonna be 32. I never thought I'd get this far. Um, <laughs> I mean. The, the 20s went by so fast yeah. because of all the alcohol and drug use. But <laughs> now I'm like slowing down a bit and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing kind of, you know, gray hair. Yeah. You know, you feel stiffer in the morning. Yep. Things <laughs> the joints, ache. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's not the same. It's not the My same. My goodness. Yeah, I know the struggle. But no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know what I'm going to do. Probably uh, it will involve some kind of drinking but okay. um, yeah, looking forward to turning 32. Very so, nice. So I want to be free like a bird, you know? There um, you go. So I turned 33 May this year. So 32 going into 33 was pretty mm-hmm. rough. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of change, lots of movement. I guess I have till next May to figure out whether or not like <laughs> things are going to solidify. Okay. But it does not feel like that right now. <laughs> it feels, yes. if anything, like it's going to get not chaotic in a bad way, but there's just going to be a lot of flux, right? And what? What? Okay. What's causing a flux? I guess I have to give a bit of history, right? So yeah. Here are the things that I was told in one way or another over the years. Get a stable job. Get a wife. Find religion, if you haven't already. Get a house. Get a car. Make babies. Make more babies. Raise those babies. Get a raise. Get a promotion. Put babies through school. Become a boss. Retire wealthy. Sit back. Relax. Enjoy life. Let your grown babies with their families of their own take care of you. Go to your grave without regrets. Sound familiar? Did I miss anything? If anything, I went, it feels like that's so structured. It's like you're following somebody else's playbook. You're not living life according to your own rules Mm -hmm. and, you know, seeking your own happiness. And so I went through this whole process of, like, internalization, self-awareness, and then pulling back and saying, no, what would actually make me happy? Quit the job, started my own business, you know, and then... My relationship was not what it needed to be, so I switched that up too. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of change and a lot of flux, but arguably everything that has happened so far, I'm still a little bit in the middle of it, mm-hmm. but I would say that they're all choices for the better, 
right? Yeah. Because it's like, I'm not losing sleep over stuff nowadays, you know? It's like, I feel like my mental health is much better than it used to be. That's good. That's great. Got a lot more energy, yeah. you know? So... You gotta weigh it all. That's that's the biggest thing, man. I think like being able to just take some courage to step away from that and and try something new and get out of your comfort zone. But now that you've kind of gone through it, it sounds like you're in a better place. Granted, there's still some um, flux out there, as yeah. you said. Flux is everywhere. Flux yeah. is. I'm fluxed. Right. Um, <laughs> you're, but, you're always going to be figuring stuff out. Yeah, that's I mean, just it. and you know, purging yourself of sort of all that negativity that might have been holding you down is so key. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, happy hour, friends. So you might have felt the shift in the conversation from jokingly talking about babies and bars to seriously talking about issues of mental health. Wow. Just take a deep breath. This is what happy hour with friends is all about. Everyone has a story. And maybe more often than not, we don't find or make the time or pay enough attention We're all very busy people working hard, pursuing happiness, and in the little time that we do have to catch up, we feel guilty for having conversations that are anything but fun and exciting, but at what cost? I mean, so there's some days where there's there's obviously some uncertainty hanging over you and you just you're just not sure what you're doing (laughs) or what's what's next, you know. Um, What I do like about it is that peace of mind. And kind of living things on your own terms. That's That's been kind of like the theme of my where I'm at right now. And hopefully it's going to lead me in the right path. And I'm just going to be true to myself. And whatever I decide to do moving forward uh, is going to be like the right fit. I, I think one, one, of, one of the things I've learned is like if you go around just trying to chase like financial security, money, whatever, how you want to, want to put it, you're always going to be looking for it. Um, but if you instead, I think, try to become a master or an authority in some way on some kind of craft or school of thought or some skill or some talent, the money's always it's going to come. It's, it's going to be there and you won't have to look for it the same way. So I, I think that's something that I'm taking really seriously right now is figuring out. I don't want to be like cliche, but like kind of what my passion is, you know, and like I can it can lead me to a very corporate lifestyle anyway. But I, like so I'm not going to sit here and like start painting or anything i mean maybe i will i don't know i don't know i mean when i say passion I, you know again i'm not i'm not maybe talk- all the painters listening to this all of a sudden what's wrong with painting no but, but no if you're if that's your passion that's what's up uh i don't have a problem I, I i guess what i'm saying is i'm trying to figure out what mine is and i don't know what what it is yet and and hopefully i can align it with my career uh, and if i could do the, the two that would be awesome uh and i think it would it would put a lot of my concerns about the future uh, to rest as well. I can't, dope, yo, paint. <laughs> I can't sum it up better than that. That's awesome. Cool. All right, guys. This has been another episode of Happy Hour with Friends. We are at The Immigrant. We had a couple of beers, or we're going for another round anyway before we sign off. It has been a great pleasure. My name is Rich, and I've been talking to the one and only... I'm on Garrett Wall. There you go. He got it this time. All right, guys. Signing off. Take care. The Happy Hour with Friends podcast is brought to you by Soundboard. 
part of the board brand Media Group. In this episode, you heard clips from The True History of the IPA by Beer by the Numbers and Stormy Weather Flip Remix by Tokyo Girl featuring Eliza Twinkies.